0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content intended for listeners over the age of 18. This may include swearing, sex, crime, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello out there you dirty little girls and boys, ladies and gentle thems, and welcome to Witches and Switches, a smutty book review podcast, hosted by Mommy Zombie and yours truly, Moon Magic Mama. Join us weekly as we delve into the little-known genre of erotic paranormal romance. We're talking penny dropping werewolves, vampires who suck more than blood, and demons who will have you saying, yes, daddy. If they're hot and non-human, we've read it, and we can't wait to share our thoughts with you. So pop on some headphones, grab an ice-cold beverage, and get ready, because it's going to get spicy up in here.
1: Hi! Welcome to Witches and Switches. Tonight we're hosting our Valentine's Day special with Moon Magic Mama and myself, Mommy Zombie. Hi,
2: how are you tonight? Doing good. Happy Valentine's Day. You.
1: Happy Valentine's Day to you
2: too. I'm super excited about today's book, Signs of Cupidity by Raven Kennedy. It's the first book in the Heart Castle series, a pretty fast read coming in at 178 pages, published in August of 2018. So it's not the newest of them, but there is more in the series. And I do believe that the author is coming out with a standalone for Valentine's Day this year. So our story starts off with this nameless Cupid and she's wandering around a bar. She's super pissed off. Now, I think it's fun that we're getting Cupid's that aren't big, chubby babies flying around in diapers with fluffy little wings hitting people with little arrows. So we're getting a more mature Cupid, but also not so much. This was a really funny, salty rom-com extravaganza.
1: Yeah, and I like that our Cupid is really kind of left to the imagination as she doesn't really know what she looks like because she can't see herself.
2: Right. She knows that she has pink hair and red wings, and her wings are feathery, but she's incorporeal. She, she can't be touched. She can't touch anything. She can't be seen or heard.
1: Yeah, she can't smell. She can't taste. She can't interact with anyone.
2: No wonder she's so pissed off. God, that would be terrible.
1: Spending the 50 years that she's been a Cupid just watching everybody else get it on.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And be and describe all these wonderful things that she just can't experience.
2: Yeah, I can definitely see her perspective. That would be so depressing.
1: Yeah, And then she doesn't get to interact with any other cupids except on special
2: occasions. Right. Well, and I think her biggest complaint is that she's watching all of these humans throughout the course of her cupid career, and they're just squandering their love that she helps them form, or just love in general. She sees a lot of cheaters and liars and... People that aren't appreciating the love that she's spreading. So she gets super pissed off and attacks a bunch of teenagers with some love bombs.
1: Yes. I do think that was kind of cute, though. She was playing for the underdog at the time.
2: Yeah, and she's she's really quippy. She's got some really great one-liners.
1: She is. She's very, very witty. She likes to monologue a little bit, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny. She's only got herself to talk to
2: Exactly. After she attacks those teens, that's when she gets sent to Cupidville.
1: Correct. When she gets there, she's like, oh, crap, because this only happens if I'm in trouble. mm mm-hmm. Like, well, what if i not to get in trouble? Like, I haven't been that bad, have I? <laughs>
2: but even though she knows that it, it's not necessarily a good thing to get sent to Cupidville, she's excited to be there because once she's there, at least she can, she can talk to and be heard and hear other Cupids. Right. So she has a fun little interaction with the Cupid there in the waiting room and then gets called back to the Cupid's in charge.
1: Yes, I do remember you mentioning that you enjoyed specific detail about
2: their interaction. The Cupid that she's talking to, also just an unnamed Cupid, he did some naughty stuff and got sent to the troll realm. He describes it as just this Mm. awful place. The trolls are ugly, they're disgusting. They're slobbery and gross. You just watch all of these gross troll orgies. And right after the sex, they spit out these hot, steamy love eggs. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. After he tells her about this and she gets pulled back into her superior's office, the first thing she blurts out is, please don't send me to the troll realm.
1: (laughs) I mean, I can't blame her there. Right? That sounds terrifying. Watch plug eggs be born or whatever. Ew,
2: super gross.
1: Ends up finding out that she's getting a promotion. Instead of the trouble, so she gets one of the most desirable positions into the Fae realm of fantasy novel. that's expected. You know, some kind of fairy. I really
2: love Fae in particular as far as folklore goes. There's so much to Fae that people don't really know. They think fairy, Tinkerbell. Got it. No, that's not it. And there's a lot of different types of Fae talked about in the book and farther down in the series. And I think that's fantastic that they're kind of dealing with more than just, you know, the pretty little pixie with wings.
1: I was actually really excited when they started describing a lot of the other Fae types and seeing the different breeds and species. You know, you get some pretty crazy looking critters.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, some really scary looking ones, too. They're not all cute.
1: Yeah, and it's usually, like, the high fae, you think, in Order, Lord of the Rings, where they're gorgeous, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. The tall. Very aesthetically pleasing. You know, those are the high fae. But they're, like, rich and snobby. And-
2: like, terrible. Think um, Hunger Games, the capital.
1: Yeah, for sure. She finally... That when she's into the fair realm, she's going to kind of look around. Mm-hmm. Um, she browses around, notices some very beautiful men on a secluded island. Right, and you see her really longing for that interaction with someone to know what you know, warmth and touch and love is.
2: She decides that of the three, we've the
1: first got first, be, Yes,
2: we've got first, second, and third. That's just the order in which she'd like to kiss them. Yes. So later on, we get to know them some more because obviously they're going to be our love interest. And I would like to just throw this out there. I don't know if it's a whirr or a woo, but this is just a rom-com. There is no smut in this novel. It does occur later on in the series. It's prefaced with being a medium burn. I honestly thought it was more of a slow burn.
1: Yeah, definitely, you know, this is when you're, like, asking for a spicy, and then they give you a piece of garlic instead of a pepper.
2: (laughs) Right, yes, absolutely. I was hoping for a little bit more spice, with it being said that it was a medium burn. Like, maybe towards the end, we would have gotten some spice.
1: Yeah, there is absolutely no sex whatsoever in this No,
2: none. So that's that's a first for us here on the show.
1: But I do feel that it was well enough written to where you didn't mind so much.
2: Right. It was cute. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. We meet first, second, and third, but not really. We just get a glimpse of them, and then ML decides she better get busy doing her Then our Cupid decides that she better get busy doing her Cupid duties and takes off to what she is assuming is the capital city, and she's in prep.
1: Yeah, and she starts out on the outskirts, and then she gets kind of bored. She's like, you know, it's all the same. It's, It's... anything it's worse. Fairies don't care. They just want to have sex
2: everywhere. Yes, they're very loose with their dealings, their couplings. They are making out in the hallways, getting busy down, you know, just where anybody can see. She starts following around the prince and the princess in the castle. And the prince is an absolute manful. He just has so many lady friends left and right. And, well, and he's
1: not even lady friending
2: them. He's, like, he's not. Very-
1: great fuck boy. He's like, alright, it's going to take three minutes for me to pump into you, and then I'm going to humiliate you and not give a shit about you afterwards.
2: Oh, yeah, he's definitely just using them and throwing them away.
1: And our Cupid is <laughs> not happy with him. She's like, you know, you really kind of suck. You need to get it together. You're about to get married. Exactly. And she's really rooting for the princess. Helps her to kind of Open up to him and flirt with him, hoping
2: that it will help the relationship. Yes, Ash. she used like some flirt touches, and I don't think she used any of her lust breaths on them because the prince was already a horny fucker. She she really tried to foster the relationship between the prince and the princess, and then she comes to find out that he's continuing to sleep around. He's just fucking anything with legs, and probably stuff without legs. I don't know.
1: She's hoping that on the stop after they get married, they get married. And then the princess finds out, because he never stops, even during their wedding reception, I believe he's already trying to find another. Exactly. Our princess finds out that the now king is a douchey douchey piece of crap. Mm -hmm. She basically, whatever, I'm going to do my own thing. And so our cupid tries to get revenge for her. Yes. And she finds him coupling with, what was it, a maid? hmm I think it was a maid, and she is going full bore, even reaching back into her love arrows and just shooting an arrow after arrow after arrow. Yes. And somehow the prince like retaliates with some sort of magic, and she becomes a real live entity.
2: Right. He knocks her out of the veil, which is where the Cupids are, and into the physical realm, so she has a body for the first time.
1: Right. She's freaking out because she's like, you can see me?
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: which the prince is like, holy shit. Like, we've got an issue. Yeah, what the back fuck
2: back. are you? She's
1: trying to, you know, get her. She ends up jumping out of the window. She rolls out into the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Then she kind of just runs and flies off of the island.
2: But flying is not the same as it was in the film. Her physical wings are a lot harder to control, so she's a really shitty flyer.
1: Yeah, she has, like, no muscle tone whatsoever because she's never actually had to use these muscles. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. She crash lands into the island that is below, Mm -hmm. and that ends up being Hot Guy Island that was mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, She falls through a barrier that she didn't know is cast on the island, a ward. When she falls through, not First. first... shoots
2: her down with an arrow. Yeah. So he shoots her down with an arrow. She crashes. She's super out of it, not knowing what's going on. She just got a body. Now it hurts what's going on. Yep. And they're sure that she's been sent to spy on them. Because what we don't know yet is that the three hot guys on Hot Guy Island are actually Mm -hmm. banished. They're sent there as a punishment. and. There was a dome over the island that was keeping anything out and not letting anything in. Or and vice versa. They
1: end up grabbing her up, tying her up, interrogating her along the way, being like,
2: You're a spy, you're dangerous. Yeah, first is convinced that she's a demon because he's never seen feathery red wings before. So he calls her demon throughout the interrogations and he's the one that's more standoffish to her. So she decides that he's not first anymore. And that's what she calls him from then on. And then we learn that their real names are Ronick. That's not first. Then we have Silrith. He's second, and Ever is third. Right. They're holding her captive, but they let her go wash up after she's been healed a little bit by Ever because he's the got the healing powers out of the three. And it's and like, not
1: that he can completely repair. It's just that he's able to stitch skin back together magically. To where right. it's not a wound anymore and it gives him the nickname
2: Stitch. Mm-hmm. That's what the other guys call him. So she's out in the courtyard having a bath and falls asleep in the tub.
1: They didn't heat the water Mm-hmm. and she ends up going like hypothermic. Yes. Yeah. Is damn near dead when they find her. So they rush to bring her in, they warm her up by the fire, mm-hmm. get her all all back to life taking
2: care of her and all that but they're they're pissed too because they're like why didn't you get out when it was cold and she goes oh this is what cold feels like so she's just completely clueless it's like being a newborn or just i can't imagine having seen all of this stuff for 50 years then all of a sudden getting to experience it but it's not like you thought it was going to be it doesn't match up with your expectations and you're not quite sure that's really scary so i don't I don't know. I don't envy her at all in that. And on top
1: of that, her being like, oh, that's what cold is. Mm-hmm. It's a huge flag for all of them when they already think she's a
2: demon. Right. They're, they're, like, they're, oh, they're what? like, what? Bitch, you don't know what cold is? Like, what's going on here? So then they get her warm. Not first comes back. He's pissed because they let the demon in the house. Yeah. The others talk to him and kind of convince him, well, does she look like a threat? She can barely stand up. Their females, or them, are very revered. We find out that the particular type of faith that these three are is Jepin, and they're tiger men, right? Or, they or have lion men.
1: Cute little lion tails.
2: Yes, and that that yes. swish back and forth like a little kitty.
1: And it's really important that we mention they are only one in three hundred are yes. born
2: female. Yes. Right. So. So the Jenfin women, super rare, um, only one to 300 men. The men form what they call cubbies, where they, they find other men that they form a bond with. All the boys, when they come of age, are sent to this island of just boys. There, they're supposed to find their family, their brothers, form their cubbies. And once they've done that, they come back and ask to have a mate. Right. And then they have to do these mating rituals. And after those are complete, the covey is imbibed with more powers. And then how Stitch is only able to stitch back the skin, he would be able to completely heal wounds.
1: Right. Their powers basically are unlocked to the highest level. Then also they have like an unbreakable bond with each other or something
2: like that. Right, right.
1: Find that they are training because they are banished. Mm-hmm. from the fey court
2: right and that's because Ronick, not first his power is strength he kind of saw himself as the leader of the covey. got the alpha animal inside him Ronicks are, are alpha and he also comes from a noble family so he's a little rich guy he was sent to this island to find his new brothers and ended up with just Ebert and Silred who were not noble so he kind of felt like he had a little bit more to prove than they did. Right. So he went after, gosh, what was her name? I don't the I know.
1: That, I know they had a mate that was going to work for the Cubby. Mm hmm. prostitution, but work out like it was perfectly matched for them. But right. And he wanted her because she was not of noble bloodline. Yes. And he instead wanted a different mate.
2: Mm hmm.
1: royal bloodline, but we find that like she's sleeping around and she ends up sleeping with the prince and he knows about it and that's what he does. He attacks
2: yeah. the
1: prince over this woman and that's what
2: causes their the banishment. banishment. Mm-hmm. There's some tension between the three of them. We've got Ever he's kind of the hothead of the group even though he's the healer. He seems to really be holding the grudge the most. And then Silred is just kind of disappointed. It doesn't seem like he's really mad at him. He's Definitely the more sensitive kind of peacemaker of the group, I would say. And he's got an interesting power. He's got, like, this, this sound power. So he can use it to distract enemies or make Dude. them not...
1: He ends up soothing our Cupid, which they end up naming ML for the Roman numerals on her arm.
2: With right. Yes, that was her Cupid number and the only sort of identification... That she had was for one thousand fifty number.
1: They end uh, back to the music. He ends up soothing her with the music, Mm -hmm. including one time where the High Face sent a herpes down onto the island.
2: Yes, was it was actually banshees? They sent banshees down on the island, and they were just screaming. Yes, Yes. well, sort of the same thing. They use sound. Yeah, Silvert has this really neat power he can use it to distract his enemies or to soothe when necessary as such i feel like he's kind of the peacekeeper right doesn't ml
1: mention that he is like the softy of the group Yes. he just has like that soothing nature where he wants to be the peacekeeper he's usually mm-hmm. in the middle between the other two men
2: right because we've got Rona, the alpha and he's right. really just super broody big grumpy teddy bear And then you've got Everett, he's cocky, mouthy. Silverd really just keeps everything together so that these two aren't killing each other.
1: Right, and he makes it known that he really wants there to be that brotherhood established.
2: Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. They kind of lost that when Rona caused all those problems by picking this Genfin. That was not a good match for them.
1: Right. He -hmm. also makes it very known that he has a lot of deep feelings for... ML. The mm-hmm. other two eventually actually a warm-up to her as well. They make sure that they know that she can protect herself by training her. Yeah. Uh, they join in and on the training with them,
2: mm-hmm. running
1: and going to the top of the stairs that they had built for training and leaping off and stretching her wings and building the muscles in her wings.
2: Yeah, she her- can't even walk right. She's not even used to walking, so... It's more just making sure she doesn't keep hurting herself at first, but then they really work on that stamina.
1: Yeah. They have an emotional heart-to-heart with her about, you need to be able to protect yourself. Our calling is going to be coming up soon, and Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen to you.
2: Yeah. And so we learned that they've been on the banishment island for five years. That's the sentence of their banishment is up, but after that, they have to go participate in like this gladiator style battle where only the victors are pardoned and then they're allowed to rejoin society. So they've been training for five years for this to make sure that they come out of it alive and then they can hopefully salvage what's left of their cubby and go find a new mate. That's Rona's plan. The other two are kind of not sure they ever even talking about severing the bomb. Right. So that because he's done, he's pissed off at Rona. Yeah. They're really wanting her to be prepared for when they leave the island because they won't be there to protect her. Anymore.
1: They even go to the lengths of making a backup plan. They tell her that she needs to find a fae who can give her a glamour. Mm-hmm. To hide is so that way she's protected in his in their absence. Mm-hmm. They give her pieces of hair from their tails. Yes. And the tongues out of the banshees. Hmm a deal with a very terrifying lady
2: arachno as her name would suggest she's a terrifying old mean spider lady
1: yes she's got like a hundred little beady eyes on her forehead that all blink and move at different times got very white pearly sharp teeth which is a huge contrast to her haggard appearance. She's got, like, super long...
2: Stringy. Pink,
1: straw-like hair that's gray. Yeah. Very wrinkly and old and haggard and yucky looking.
2: Totally not someone you would trust. She's gonna throw your ass in the oven.
1: Yep. She's definitely got this weird tongue, too. It's like a long purple tongue. I imagine, like, a, a snake tongue or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Luckily, she does decide to make a deal with M.L., and she tells her that she's not able to... Complete the spell because she has a magic protecting her. Right. So she
1: offers her another option, and M.L. is like, okay, I know I need to be careful because she's a tricky old witch, mm-hmm. but this seems to be okay. Right. So she accepts the deal. Arachna... Like what else can you trade me? And then she offers the tongue with the hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She accepts and she starts building a potion. And she snatches some feathers. This potion is giving ML the ability to pull her wings inside and outside of her body, so right, that way so she, she can, can hide them. In. That's her most identifiable feature: mm-hmm. these giant ass long wings that are bright red.
2: Yeah, and none of the Fae have wings like this.
1: Nope. They all have very insect-like. Yes, really
2: delicate, kind of papery. She wasn't able to complete the glamour because of I. I'm thinking that it was the magic that the prince left.
1: Behind. I'm not sure. It or could, it could just be
2: that her, you know, her being a cupid, she's not familiar to the fae. But regardless, this is the best that Arachne can do. I have a sneaking suspicion that
1: she'll be back later in the series because she offers her information she calls her a uh, little red bird
2: mm-hmm. she's
1: like little red bird i know which what, what secrets you hide yeah i'm sure that curiosity is going to eat at her just based on her personality because she's like a very inquisitive very defiant very i i'm living this life it's my life i'm going to do it exactly the way i want it and no one's going to stop me
2: Yes, and she just wants to do all of the things.
1: So I'm sure that she's going to come back at some point and be like, I need to know what is going on with me. Do I have special powers? You mentioned my powers. How do I unlock them? Maybe mm-hmm. it's at some point to save the men from the High Fei or whatever.
2: Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, of options left on that storyline. I think there's, there's more she could do with that. Now she's able to pull her wings in and out at will, which gives her a better chance at blending in. Right. Because the fae do have colored hair like hers, just not quite the same. Um, she doesn't have pointy ears. It's not perfect, but hopefully with the right clothes and stuff, she'll be able to blend in and not get caught. Right. So she goes back to Caught by Island. Just really cute interactions with the guys as they learn to, to know each other and trust each other. Ronak's really hard on her at first, but he turns around and shows her his soft side. Everett's just a shit talker, and Silver's just a sweetie. And then we get that visit from the prince, comes there, doesn't he? Or he sends one of his representatives to the banishment that island. Was
1: very early on in the book, that's actually how we got into the conversation of
2: who she really was. Right. Our, knew Our girl ends girl up having to hide in the shitter.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Ugh. Yeah, they find out she definitely isn't a spy. She's not someone to be afraid of because she's on the run, too.
2: Mm-hmm. She literally threw herself down into the outhouse hole.
1: And then proceeded Ugh. to vomit everywhere once she exited the hole.
2: I don't know how she wasn't throwing up the whole time.
1: Just like, oh no. Uh-uh.
2: Nope, can't do it. Ugh.
1: I, I I guess maybe if you're scared enough, you can you can hold your breath and not vomit on five years worth of shit.
2: <laughs> oh my God, no! I honestly I think I would rather they take me, and kill me. That's awful. The guys decide you're clearly not a spy. You must not be here to hurt us because you jumped into a hole full of shit
1: to hide.
2: Still 100% convinced that she's not a demon. <laughs> right, but it becomes kind of a cute little nickname for her okay little demon Yes. quick read it was cute it was fun but it did end on on that cliffhanger because we haven't reached the culling um we don't know what happens with our jensen cubby we don't know if they make it out alive obviously you'd have to go on and read book two in the series to find out and i did because i had time (laughs) Uh, i i would say that it's keeping my interest so far. I'm not I'm about halfway through. I would say it was fun. It's a fun little series.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really good way to end it. They ended with the last supper. She's with the guys, they're having a good meal, spending time together, and she's like, this may be our last day together, but at least I'm at peace and we're together.
2: Right. You know, they haven't really had much of a romantic interaction. She kisses Ronick and Silrid on the forehead and then Everett turns his head and she kisses him on the cheek and he turns and kisses her on the lips. So that's her her first kiss ever ends up being third. So that was cute and funny. Throughout the language that the author uses is really cute. It's quirky. Our Cupid ML, she's just a really fun character. She says whatever comes to her mind. There's kind of no filter because she spent so long in the veil with nobody to talk to and nobody to keep company but herself. So our spicy scale unfortunately sits at zero. There was no spice. That kiss um, was the only spice,
1: and I'm sorry.
2: Yep, so so zero on the spice. As far as creativity, what would you say? I'd say it definitely got
1: at least a four for the creativity. It's a very original storyline. I've mm-hmm. actually never read anything about cupids before. Me and neither. Like you said, anything Faye related, sign me up. I'm there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Big fan of Faye. Would you recommend that our listeners go on in this series if this speaks their interest?
1: I would say only start this book if you intend to go on. Because if you're not looking for a series, you're looking for a standalone, this is not mm-hmm. a book for you. Because right. you're basically just getting like the prologue in this first book.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It, it ends on a cliffhanger. We don't know what's happening with our characters. So if you're wanting something that's nice and wrapped up and ends in a good place where you feel it was complete, this is not awful. Yeah, book.
1: I also, I got kind of like the young adult novel feeling from this. Not that the series is recommended for those under 18, but this no. very first book, it reminds me of like a young adult kind of fiction.
2: Yeah, it, it's got that teen romance kind of vibe to it. I can say that in the second book we do get some spice and it gets tastes spicy so I wouldn't pick this up for my 16 year old and say here honey happy valentine's day because we probably don't want her getting into the other books (laughs) yeah good point
1: (laughs) so I definitely say this is like a a zero pepper out of five
2: absolutely but uniqueness and the fun I had reading this book I would say that gives it I would say a 4.5 as an overall for me it was fun. It was original. I feel like maybe the descriptions weren't as vivid as I would like them to be. Yes, you've got, like,
1: the basic description. I often, like, I felt my mind kind of going to, like, a just gray rough sketch in my head versus, mm-hmm. like, a full, like, movie. Because when I'm reading, I usually am, like, hallucinating so hard that yes. i watch the movie. Yeah,
2: it's a movie in my head. That's how I see when I'm reading, too. But with this, our descriptions of our sexy men are so vague. They're sexy. Like, uh, Ronick, he's dark-haired, shaggy beard, lumberjack kind of looking dude. But that's all we get.
1: No, like, he's got a strong chin or a broad brow or an angular nose. Like, there's no real definition. We don't get anything other than he's hot with some hair.
2: Right. Yep, and then Still red, he's a blonde guy, also hot, muscly, not as muscly as Ronick, Everett, black hair, blue eyes, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much all we get out of him. Yep. And they all have tail.
1: Yep. But other than that, it's very vague. It's very... You've got to make stuff up in your mind to kind of get it mm-hmm. to smooth, work smoothly.
2: Right. Which it wasn't- could be good. You could insert any random hot guy like, ooh, hey. When you're reading this. That's not I what I was, I was, was personally wanting out
1: of
2: it. Yeah. Well, because he's such a, a little foul-mouthed shit-talker, Mr. Everett. No, I did get some, like, Malfoy vibes out of Everett, because he's just a filthy little shit-talker, dropping the fuck word, every other word. And that's, I don't know, that might be the sand-thick Draco that I'm seeing, because I am mm-hmm. unabashedly in love with Jermione, which you can catch us reading if you join our Patreon. We're going to do fanfiction Fridays. We'll have Jermaine. We'll find anything sexy.
1: Sounds good. I'm hoping that we can maybe mm-hmm. some followers who can give us good recommendations on others that we can find out there.
2: Oh, absolutely. My knowledge of fanfiction is really just kind of stuck in the Harry
1: Potter realm.
2: I agree read other mm-hmm. shit, man.
1: Yeah, I definitely some Lord of the Rings fanfic or... Ooh definitely gonna be a reverse harem situation right there absolutely and I oh, do not know that can get pretty dirty pretty fast
2: <laughs> if Gandalf's there I'm out
1: <laughs> <laughs> no he's just watching
2: <laughs> he would too oh my god we hope that you all are enjoying your valentines whether you are with someone or not it doesn't matter we love you thank you for spending time with us today
1: thank you guys i hope you enjoy your valentine's day
2: until next time this is moon magic mama
1: and mommy zombie
2: bye
0: Hey Sexy, thanks again for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the show, please help us spread the word to all the other dirty little bookworms out there by liking, following, and sharing our content. Find us on Facebook as Witches and Switches Podcast. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash switches for exclusive content. Links and other fun stuff down in the show notes. Until next time, mwah!